and welcome to Who Wrote This, where the telephone game meets plot summaries. I'm John Sansoni. Joining me, as always, is Jackson McKee. Nice to see you, John. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, let me explain how this works. Each week, one of us will watch a movie, while the other only reads online summaries, from Wikipedia or otherwise. Afterwards, the one who only read about the movie has to describe to the other what exactly happened, and panic is sure to ensue. Due to the nature of this podcast, spoilers are bound to happen, so a spoiler warning is in effect. You have been warned. This week, I read about and Jackson watched 1997's Batman and Robin. Starring George Clooney as Bruce Wayne and Bat- slash Batman, Chris O'Donnell as Dick Grayson slash Robin, Alicia Silverstone as Barbara Wilson slash Batgirl, Michael Goh as Alfred Pennyworth, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Dr. Victor Freeze slash Mr. Freeze, and Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. The film finds the titular, titular duo pitted against Poison Ivy, a plant-based fixin' who drives a wedge between the two, and Mr. Freeze, a biologist who seeks to cure his dying wife by freezing over the world. Add into that the arrival of Alfred's niece amid the butler's failing health, and you have this movie. The film made $238 million against an estimated $125, $160 million budget and received a 12% critic rating, a 16% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes, a 28 out of 100 on Metacritic, and a C-plus on CinemaScore. Yeah, so this movie is... I have some problems with yeah, this movie. There, problems are an understatement of the century. Both of us have actually seen this movie. I remember very little about it because I watched it on a plane from Europe. So a uh, bit of a long late night for me. So I actually really only remember a couple things about it. So it's going to be interesting for me to come back through this. Yep. So let's just jump straight into it. Batman and his partner Robin. Who shouldn't and, be called Robin. Who he should be called Nightwing. Who is in the comics Dick Grayson. Who puts on the Nightwing co- put is done being Robin, gets a new costume, new suit, and everything. Becomes a totally independent hero. This is the costume Robin is wearing with a cape, and they call him Robin. That is not Robin. That is Nightwing with a cape. Don't do that. So, Batman and Nightwing with a cape encounter a new foe, Mr. Freeze, who has left a string of diamond robberies in his wake. During a confrontation in the Natural History Museum, Freeze steals a bigger diamond and flees, freezing Robin and leaving Batman unable to pursue him. Yes, so this first scene is very much like a traditional opening scene. It's a weird scene, too, because the first shots you get of Batman and Robin are them putting on their suits. And it's not necessarily like those cool superhero suit-up montages where it's like quick shots of them. It's prolonged shots of them like there's one of them pulling up their pants focusing solely on their butt there's one close-up of both of their crotches respectively and then there's a close-up of their chest which has the suit and has photorealistic rubber nipples on it yeah that's that's a part that i remember that was on both suits and then they go and fight mr freeze who has made so many ice puns in this movie I've got them written down because I thought it'd be fun to share with you guys. So he breaks into the museum and proceeds to say, The Iceman cometh, who needs help, who's trying to save his life. Freeze responds, My condition has left me cold to your pleas of mercy. Followed by seeing Batman and Robin, to which he responds, You're not sending me to the cooler. Looks at his goons and says, Let's kick some ice. And then as he's escaping, says, what killed the dinosaurs? 
the Ice Age. That one, that one doesn't even make sense. Like that last one is like, yeah, I get it. They they died because of the Ice Age. Cool. What does that have to do with anything? It's an ice pun, John. That's his whole motif in this whole movie is an ice pun. I mean, yeah, but it's you know it's not a, it's not even a very good joke. So do- later, Batman and Robin learn that Freeze was originally Doctor Victor Freeze, spelled F R I E S. A scientist working to develop a cure cure for McGregor syndrome, hoping to heal his terminally ill wife, Nora. Yes, it's a very touching scene of him looking at his wife. Well, not necessarily looking at his wife, but like, it's a video of like a CCTV camera that has been captured of Freeze, like trying to help his wife. He falls into what is essentially a pool and then is like just so screaming. And then it's assumed that that's how he became Mr. Freeze. Which in the comics is somewhat what happens. But his wife, Nora, is like a ploy in this whole movie. You you feel bad that she's dying, but that's all you feel for her. And then she's used as a manipulation device for Freeze the entire time. That's his motive. So, after a lab accident, Freeze was rendered unable to live at average temperatures and was forced to wear a cryogenic suit powered by diamonds for survival. Yes, at which point Batman says when he's grabbing this diamond, you grab the ice, I will grab the ice man. Oh my god. So that's another poor joke. Yep. At a Wayne Enterprise lab in Brazil, botanist Dr. Pamela Isley, Isley? Isley. Isley is working under the deranged Dr. Jason Woodrow, who has turned her research on plants into the super soldier drug, Venom. Yes, so she's trying to like combine plant animal life because she's a nature conservist and wants plants to fight back like the animals who kill them. Oh my That's God. her reasoning. And meanwhile, her like, I'm guessing he's her boss, it's not really explained, is taking all of her research and just turning it into a drug, which he's selling on the black market because he's lost funding for his job. <laughs> After witnessing Woodrow use the formula to cur- to turn serial killer Antonio Diego into the hulking Bane, she threatens to expose Woodrow's experiments. So, Bane. Yes. Bane, they did Bane so dirty in this movie. In, in the comics, he is like this intelligent human being who just happens to have a drug pumped into him like a steroid. He becomes addicted to it later and it. It's bad for assault. Don't do drugs, kids. But um, turns into the Bane, and he's just like this green dude who can't talk. Like it's just very simple noises, if anything. And it's bad because in the comics, he's the only person who has broken the bat. He physically snaps Batman's back over his knee in the Nightfall comic. And then shows him pictures of his dead parents and family members as a way to mentally break him. So he is the only person who has broken the bat. But here, that's not the case. And correct me if I'm wrong, but if memory serves, there's like a council of like evil people like watching this happen? Yes, there is. And there's a guy on the phone whom Woodrow calls our anonymous bidder and picks up this red phone. Bitter ends up winning the raffle for Bane and, like, the formula for Venom. 
Woodrow attempts to kill her by overturning a shelf of various toxins, where instead is Isley is mutated by the toxins into poison ivy. Yep. Ivy kills Woodrow, destroys the lab, and escapes to Gotham City with Bane, concocting a plan to use Wayne's money to support her research. Yeah, she just kind of, like, kills this guy. He's like, she comes up from the ground. She's been buried in the ground and then comes up, like, five minutes later at this doctor and just goes, I have had a change of heart. My veins run with chlorophyll, whatever. Like, she names all of her body parts that were inflamed by their respective plant equivalent. And then says, my lips have been filled, and kisses him. And then as she pulls away from the kiss, goes, with poison. And Woodrow dies. And then she picks up this, like, beaker that says Wayne Enterprises and goes, Wayne Enterprises. Bane, honey, we're going to Gotham. And then cuts to the next paragraph. Huh. Or the next sentence, rather. Uh, Meanwhile, Alfred Pennyworth's niece, Barbara Wilson, makes a surprise visit and is invited by Bruce to stay at Wayne Manor until she goes back to school. So, anyone who knows the comics knows Barbara Wilson is going to become Batgirl, but she's not called Barbara Wilson in the comics. They call her Barbara Gordon. She is the daughter of police commissioner Jim Gordon, who has made a joke in this movie because he's and because he's such a joke, they can't associate her without being without compromising the seriousness of this character. Speaking of which, Batgirl just had a movie canceled, which is annoying. But anyway, Barbara Wilson should be Barbara Gordon. No relation to Alfred whatsoever. Alfred may have family, but at this point, I think they're all dead or like he's not speaking to them as frequently as he should be in the comics. But yeah, this should be Barbara Gordon, who lives with her parents, Barbara, Barbara Gordon, her mother, and Jim Gordon, the police commissioner. And she goes to Wayne Manor out of her own volition. She is not invited to stay. She has, like, a room for Bat... Like, Batman is willing to take her in, but she wants to live with her parents. And she's very happy. And in this, her parent is dead. Her mom is dead. I have no idea where her dad is. But, yeah, this was annoying to me as an avid comic book fan. Yeah, that's just honestly terrible. But we're barely even started. Wayne Enterprises uh, presents a new telescope for Gotham Observatory at a press conference interrupted by Isley. She proposes a project that could help the environment, but Bruce declines her offer, which would kill millions of people. Yep. She comes up to him and is like, look at all this research. Look at all my funding. Look at all my research. Look at all my notes. Look at all this, Bruce. And he looks at it, like skims it over, goes, look at how many people would die in this brushes her off and then keeps walking with his like girlfriend significant other oh no that's where we're intersecting between bruce wayne billionaire philanthropist playboy and batman oh by the way bruce wayne has had like a steady girlfriend in this whole movie there is not like playboy bruce wayne there is committed to a single relationship like selena kyle level bruce wayne oh that's, there's already been so many bizarre choices by director Joel Schumacher here. And this is not Selena Kyle. This is Julie Madison. Completely unrelated character. <laughs> Completely fictitious character. 
too. Like I don't think I've ever heard of a character with that name. Yeah, she debuted in Detective Comics thirty one. Oh, Batman's first in significant romantic romantic interest. Nineteen thirty nine. Huh. You know, I honestly thought she wouldn't be real. Yeah, I didn't either. Hmm. Well, she's not important. Enough so to. We'll we'll move on. Yeah. Batman and Robin decide to lure Freeze out using the Wayne family diamonds and present them at a Wayne Enterprises charity event. Ivy attends the event and decides to use her abilities to seduce Batman and Robin. Yeah, so at this point when Ivy shows up, she's wearing like those pink gorilla costumes. She looks like do you know what Monkey Joe's is? You remember Monkey oh, Joe's? Oh my Monkey Joe dude. She looks like she's wearing an overly dried version of the Monkey Joe's costume. She takes off her glove. Shows her hands, and then takes off the head and reveals Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy with the red hair. And then she walks around and just, like, struts to the center of where they're doing this charity auction with all these women who are being bid on to spend the night with. Sexism at its finest, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, wow. But, yeah, she shows up and just, like, holds her hand out like this, John blows like and this pink dust comes out and both batman and robin are instantly enamored with her and start bidding on each other against each other on who's gets to spend the night with her it gets up to like two million dollars some something higher than that and robin is like i will take this money from you because batman was like you don't have it and robin goes i'll take it from you and batman bids higher robin goes you don't have that's a money that's not a money belt it's a utility belt. Batman whips out a bat credit card. <laughs> he whips out a credit card from his utility belt with the Batman insignia on it. The name says Batman and its expire expiration date is forever. It never expires. And he just holds that up and says never leave the cave without it. Oh, which means that there is a bank account tied to Batman. Not Bruce Wayne routed through Batman. Batman. Yep. Batman has his own fund. Assuming he's not committing fraud, he has his own, like, social and, you know, all that. Batman is a completely separate being from Bruce Wayne. Which just (laughs) should not happen. Is so many levels of incorrect. But regardless, we'll move on. Uh, Freeze crashes the party, but is defeated and detained in arkham asylum yes freeze shows up and delivers two of the better puns he makes in this whole movie (laughs) he breaks in pops out of this tank he's got and goes cool party and then whips out his freeze gun and goes all right everyone chill and starts just free firing this gun and then proceeds to like fight batman and robin over the jewels batman wins after and that snaps them out of poison ivy's little like seduction thing he just starts shooting people? Yeah, he whips out his freeze ray and just starts freezing random guests. Huh. And doesn't do anything else. He just freezes guests, tries to get the diamond, Batman wins, and then sends him to Arkham. Ivy takes an interest and frees him from Arkham. Yep. He meets her and he immediately goes, Adam and evil. What? Yeah. At which point, and during this whole ordeal, Bane has broken into the inventory villain equipment room area in arkham and has gotten freeze's suit and such and breaks into freeze's cell and goes and freeze responds finally a laundry service that delivers 
takes his stuff, puts it on. Poison Ivy looks at Bane, goes, Bane, we need an exit. She punch he punches a wall and it doesn't do anything. Freeze goes, oh, okay. Breaks a pipe from his own suit. Freezes the water from a water fountain he's got in his cell and says, always winterize your pipes. That which explode which blows a hole in the wall. And then walks out, looks down the hole. There's just a giant jump. Just a jump into water. Not shark infested, just water. Cold water. Just general, just just plain water. Yep. And freeze and Ivy Freeze goes to jump and says, I hope Mr. Bane can swim and just jumps. Ivy follows right after him. Bane comes tearing around and just jumps with the loud Ugh. God. This 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 man. Oh boy. Yep. We're just about halfway through. Dick discovers that Barbara has been participating in drag races to raise money for Alfred, who's dying of McGregor syndrome, a fact he kept from Bruce and Dick. Yep. Batman, Bruce figured it out. He just didn't say anything. What? He was like, oh, yeah, you're dying, aren't you, Alfred? Alfred's like, yeah. It's not gentlemanlike to discuss one's ailments. What? He's supposed to be a father figure. Yeah, and you get flashbacks of him, like, walking Bruce down the hallway and taking Bruce to see his parents' grave and all this stuff. And then he goes, a man does not hide. A man does not talk about his ailments with others. And then, at this point, Dick and Barbara are, like, have done this drag race where some guy is emceeing it. I think it's Coolio. Coolio is, like, emceeing it. It's like, three, two, one, go. Coolio. Yeah. By like, the way. Gangster's Paradise, Coolio. By the way, I'm looking down at the uh, at the cast section. Uh, according to Wikipedia, Coolio makes a cameo appearance as Jonathan Crane. If you recognize that name, it's because he's later stated... That he was to reprise his role as Scarecrow in the ultimately canceled sequel Batman Unchained. Yes, I was annoyed about that. I, I saw the cast list and I was like, no, that's not Dr. Jonathan Crane. That is Coolio. Jonathan Crane is supposed to be this mild-mannered psychologist who uses fear to get such out of his patients. To get information out of his patients. Like, he's, his whole idea is face your fears. So he constructs a fear toxin... The company he was working for, or like the clinic, decides that's unethical and boots him, and he decides to go to a life of crime for it. So, like we've been saying in the past, this is just ridiculous. Yep. Batman, Robin, and the police arrive at Freeze's lair in response to his escape, discovering Nora preserved in a cryogenic chamber that Freeze has developed to cure. And that Freeze has developed a cure for the early stages of McGregor syndrome. Yep. So as they, so Batman, Robin, and the police arrive, and at the same time, Ivy, Bane, and Freeze arrive. Batman, Robin, the police are above ground. Freeze and everybody else, Freeze and his crew are underground. Freeze looks at Ivy and says, "I am in no condition to fight the bat and the bird." And then Ivy says, "Okay, I'll go get your wife." You go get fuel for your suit. You go get some more diamonds to power your suit. And so Freeze walks over to his lair, like pops out a doorway, pulls this lever, freezes out the police. At which point they're like, my lungs are freezing. My lungs. 
they're like dying because they can't breathe because their lungs are freezing. I don't know how that worked. What? Yeah. And Nora is just like floating in this chamber, like a back to tank in Star Wars. Oh. It looks like that without all the attachments on it. Like she's just floating there. Hmm. And Batman and Robin look at this computer and Batman goes, Robin, he's found a cure for early stage of McGregor syndrome. His wife is suffering the same thing Alfred is. And Robin just goes, oh, we could use that. No shit. You could use that. Yeah, it's almost like that's a the almost the easiest connection for people to make. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Such an ace detective and his young protege. Yes. Um so Freeze, Ivy, and Bane secretly arrive to recover Freeze's diamonds and Nora. Wanting Freeze for herself, Ivy unplugs Nora's chamber, steals the diamonds, and seduces Robin, escalating tensions between him and Batman. Yeah, so they fight. So Batman and Robin catch Ivy as she's walking away from unplugging Nora. And Ivy goes, she blows her like weird dust thing again. Robin sniffs it all in. Batman is not as affected by it. And I and Batman goes, I'm not going to kiss you, Ivy. And Ivy goes, I'm a lover, not a fighter. That's what I have him for. Bane comes barreling up this catwalk and just tackles Batman. Like a football player just tackles Batman. I was wondering where Bane come from. Yeah, Bane just comes tearing around the corner and tackles him. So Batman is fighting Bane, throws Robin over a railing, and Ivy goes to Robin and starts blowing more pheromone dust at him. And he's like, I want to kiss you so badly. Oh. And they nearly get a kiss, and Batman, like, throws something, throws Robin in a vat of melted ice cream. It's like a wake-up call. <laughs> and then proceeds to fight the two of them until Ivy and Bane run away. It never gets less ridiculous, does it? Mm-mm. Great. So at Ivy's hideout, Ivy convinces Freeze that Batman has killed Nora. Freeze swears to freeze all of humanity in revenge, and Ivy plans to repopulate the Earth using her mutant plants afterwards. Yeah, that's that's about the most straightforward and simplified version of that that, that has ever been. It's, that's exactly what happens. Not much to elaborate on there, so... Freeze and Bane commandeer Gotham Obser- Observatory and convert the new telescope into a giant freeze ray while Ivy uses the bat signal to contact Robin. Yes, so... Where to start with this? Um, Bane and Freeze walk into the Gotham Observatory and start prepping it. And Freeze goes, Mr. Bane, I need your help with this. Bane whips up this massive cannon that Freeze has. Starts putting it in the thing, and Freeze looks at the two scientists working at the observatory. One of them goes, hey, you're not supposed to be in here. Immediately frozen. The lady next to the, his fellow scientist goes, it's just one of those weeks, isn't it? Gets frozen, too. And then they start setting up. Meanwhile, Ivy is at, like, this auction, blows her weird pink dust at Commissioner Gordon... Gets him to take her to the bat signal. She has... Somehow Bane is with her too. Like, I guess she has Bane do this and then go help Freeze. 
She has Bane rip the bat off the bat signal and puts up Robin's, like, Nightwing logo, the red Nightwing logo for the bat signal, and turns that on to lure Robin out. At which point, Robin goes, I'm going to go. It's Ivy calling me. She wants to be with me. And Batman is like, you need to trust me. She is not attracted to you whatsoever. She wants to kill you. She wants to kill you. That's, you know, hormones, man, and pheromones too. Yeah, they'll they'll. Never mind. Uh, Robin attempts to go after Ivy alone. Batman convinces him not to fall for Ivy's seduction. Barbara discovers the Batcave, where an AI version of Alfred reveals he has made Barbara her own suit. Yes, so Alfred has been searching for his brother Wilfred the entire movie. You're kidding me. Wilfred, who lives, who works for some, like, a tr- essentially what appears to be a traveling, like, dignitary. Rides around on elephants and stuff. The guy's impossible to find. He hands Barbara this disc and goes, Give this to your Uncle Wilfred when you find him. It has everything he needs to know for a certain job, for this particular job. She goes, Okay. Walks over to his computer, walks out of his room, walks over to his computer, puts this disc in the computer, starts typing this thing, starts, like, guessing passwords, goes through, like, 20 different passwords until eventually settling on Alfred's sister's name, who is also Barbara's mother, whom he calls Peggy. She types Peggy in, and it takes her, shows her schematics of every single Batman technology that there is, schematics of the Batmobile, the Batwing, Robin's motorcycle. All of it. Schematics of all of it. And then she finds the Batcave, walks in there, and, like, an AI version of Alfred pops up on the screen and goes, Intruder alert, intruder alert. And she goes, it's me, Uncle Alfred. And he goes, oh, yes, I figured you would find this place eventually. So I made preparations to get you a suit as well. Hope you enjoy it. We get the same shot of Batman and Robin suiting up, but with Batgirl this time. From the beginning of the movie, her suit does not have nipples on it. Hmm. And she get the whole shot, though. Whole same shot sequence. Barbara dons the suit and becomes Batgirl, arriving at Ivy's lair in time to help Batman and Robin subdue her. Yes, Ivy has kicked both their asses at this point. Robin has gone to kiss her, and... He, he kisses her. She goes, how are you not dying? He whips off, like, what appears to be dead skin and goes, rubber lips don't, don't carry poison through them or something along those lines. And Batman shows up and goes, you're not the only one who knew how to set a trap. She immediately flings Robin into a pool, which is just hiding in her lair, and starts beating the crap out of Batman, picks him up and f- hangs him upside down by a vine. Barbara shows up, kicks Ivy's butt, sends her into this giant flower she had been sitting in, gets Robin out of the water, saves Batman, and goes, it's, I'm Batgirl. To which Batman responds, that's not very PC. What about Batperson or Batwoman? So in this movie, Batman meets a new hero who is using his moniker, and his first thought is, this is not politically correct. Oh, my God. To which she says, it's me, Barbara. Why are you revealing your identity in the middle of a fight? 
at this point ivy's just unconscious or something oh okay and she goes it's me barbara and he and robin goes we should find a better place we should hide the bat cave better yeah really so freeze begins to encase gotham and ice and batman robin and batgirl head to gotham observatory together to stop him batman defeats freeze in combat while Batgirl and Robin inca- incapacitate Bane and thaw the city. Yes, so they all show up. They've got new suits now. They have silver accents on them. Silver accents for the suit. Awesome. All of them. Only Robin's has nipples this time. Why Why does he still have them? I don't know. Batman doesn't, though. Hmm. Step in the right direction. Interesting. So they both fight each other. They thaw the scientists first. They get the scientists out who freeze turned into popsicles. And the two fight. Batman is just getting his butt beat, and then he eventually turns the tide. Barbara and Dick go to set, like, these heat bombs. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention this. When Bane and Freeze were at the Gotham Observatory, Bane is just walking around chanting, Bomb, 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 and just placing these what look like ice sculptures down on the ground. That are flashing yellow. <laughs> and then Batman, Robin, and Batgirl start setting up these heating bombs to thaw the ice. Get the telescope back in order. And Freeze stops Batman. Bane just jumps Batgirl and Robin. Chokes them, picks them up both by the neck, starts choking them against this wall. Robin looks at Bane's back, goes, the pipes, kick the pipe. They both kick the pipe, leading to Bane's venom intake, and he is immediately f- falls back and shrinks back into Antonio. Antonio? I don't even remember what his name is. Antonio, yeah. He turns back into the regular guy, and they continue planting their bombs. Freeze eventually loses, and Batman throws him down the thing and knocks his down the stairs and knocks his helmet off, and he's just stunned by that. Huh. So... Freeze accuses Batman of killing Nora, only to be shown a recording of Ivy admitting to the crime. Yep. He whips out what appears to be like a cell phone, like a bat cell phone, (laughs) and shows this clip of Ivy going, Just like I told Mrs. Freeze when I pulled her plug, this is a one-woman show. And Freeze is just so mad (laughs) that he doesn't do anything else. He goes, I'm sorry, Batman. (laughs) Just a mystery. It's all a mystery. I, I, I'm so baffled, man. Batman reveals that Nora's still alive and offers Freeze a chance to continue his research on McGregor syndrome in exchange for his cure. Yep. Batman goes, I, move, I had your wife move to Arkham. She's fine. Just give me your cure for McGregor syndrome. I'll let you continue your research at Arkham. You're still going to serve out your sentence, but you can do what you've been trying to do this whole movie and save your wife. Freeze accepts and returns to Arkham, where he is imprisoned in the same cell as Ivy, vowing to make her life miserable for her actions against Nora. Yep. She's sitting in her cell, plucking a flower, going, he loves me, he loves me not. He loves me, he loves me not. And then it cuts to the door, her doorway, and Freeze's suit lights up blue and goes, I'm going to make your life a living hell. And, like, cocks his freeze gun, getting ready to shoot it at her. Oh. So, Alfred receives the cure 
and Bruce and Dick agree to let Barbara join them in fighting crime. Yeah, Alfred, like, stands up. Like, they give him the cure. They're up all night just waiting for him. He comes back goes, I taught you nothing about housekeeping. But other than that, I'm fine. And they go, oh, sweet. Give him hugs. And then Barbara's like, "We, I should keep fighting with you guys. And they both look at each other and go, I don't know about that. And she goes, I'm the one who defeated Ivy. You two were screwed until I showed up. And then they're like, good enough. Cut to them, all three of them running towards the camera with the bat signal in the back. And that's the movie. That's it. Yep. <laughs> that is the movie. No wonder they didn't they didn't order a third one of these. Nope. This is terrible. Yeah. And I'd like to just point out Arnold Schwarzenegger got credited before George Clooney did in this movie. <laughs> the opening credits go Arnold Schwarzenegger, George Clooney, Chris O'Donnell, Uma Thurman. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone, and then Michael Go doesn't even get his own, like, animated card. His name just shows up in the credits as they're getting suited up. He doesn't get anything? No, like, his name shows up, like, in the 90s, they wouldn't go straight into the movie. They would just, like, have this montage of events happening, and then the credits, like, names of people in the movie would be going. And he's in those, but he's not in, like, the animated section at the beginning that has, like, the Warner Brothers logo and the Batman and Robin logo and all that. It It's bad. It's bad. So, to sum it all up, is this movie good? No. No, no I think both of us can agree on that. No, it's it's not good at all. Was it right for them to not pick this movie up for a third installment yes yes fifth installment this would have been five. Oh, right because there's there's duh i was just thinking of uh batman returns yeah it goes batman 1989 batman returns batman forever and then batman and robin with michael go being the only one who is in all five movies <laughs> all four movies my bad they changed batman three times and Chris O'Donnell only showed up in the third and fourth movies so that's it yeah there's nothing redeeming about this nothing f*** you Joel Schumacher disgraceful movie and Batman could be done so much better and it's not Robin, if you give it a Nightwing costume and a cape, that's Nightwing with a cape. Don't do that again. This podcast is a product of Maris Podcasting. It's hosted by John Sansoni and Jackson McKee. The intro and outro song is Diatone 11 by Blue Dot Sessions, used under Creative Commons 3. Any views or opinions expressed by the hosts and or guests, especially related to Batman and Robin, are not the opinions of Maris School or the Society of Mary. We'll be back next week when we come to review... An even worse movie, probably. See you next time.